21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Aaron, what is your specific approach to financial management? Our specialty is in the pre-IPO um, individual. So the person who is working at a company who may or probably not being paid very much in cash, but a lot of their compensation comes from equity. It comes from stock options and, and the eventual hope that the company will go public or be acquired um, or something will happen where there will be a liquidity event someday. So we work with people who, people who are in companies that they're a couple of years away from that event. And there are, there is planning to do um, around that. So even though you don't have cash yet, it may make sense for you to buy the stock now while the stock is relatively low. And then obviously, you know, if the big event happens, you know, that's that's when you get your payday and and there's some tax management, you know, to do in between then as well. So there's the strategy part, when to buy, when to sell. And then there's the, well, what's the tax impact going to be and how can I minimize that? that's where we exist helping people figure that part out um and then you know the more the the planning type of things as well so all right well now you, you had your big payday um you know you're sitting on you know 15 20 million dollars now what um you know and, and and figuring out how how that how that goes um, and, and what your path might be, because, you know, different people want different things. And I'll tell you that people in Silicon Valley, you know, after working at a startup for several years, really burned out. Um, and, and they, they want to take time off. Um, they haven't seen their families <laughs> in a long time. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of times it's, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take a year or two off. So, okay, well, we can do that, you know, and then, and then, you know, because a lot of these people are serial entrepreneurs, they're like, well, okay, now I want to start my next gig. Um, and, and so there, or so or they say, you know what, I'm, I'm done, you know, fun, you know, starting my own companies. I want to be an investor in these companies. I want to be an angel investor, or I want to sit on boards, you know, and, and advise these people, um, because I have valuable skills. So again, different, different, different types of goals lead to different types of strategies. And so that, that's where we, that's where we sit. And how does process differ from that of other companies? So for a company that is already public and has been public for a while, like think of think of the really big companies like Apple or um, Cisco or, or again some of those more mature companies, when they're handing out their compensation, um, you know they have equity compensation, um, but oftentimes it's um, they're they're not stock options. A lot of times they're they're called restricted stock units. There's not as much tax gamesmanship to be had. Um, and so when you're at a startup company or a company that's not yet public, you're more likely to have some of these additional stock option opportunities. Um, and, and there are things that you can do as opposed to, you know, again, being in that public company, uh, and, and the, you know, 
I think there's greater risk when you're at a, at a, at a that pre-IPO company, um, but there's greater reward. Um, so there's there's a lot more to plan for. There's a lot more unknown, and and again, that's something that that we we specialize in. Before you begin your process, do you have an understanding? of how well they comprehend what it is, what you're offering? Or would more education be necessary before proceeding as usual? I think there's always an education piece to it. You know, someone comes in and they've done reading, right? Because, you know, because we have Google uh, and, and we can people do a lot of research. And sometimes they don't fully understand what they're reading because we're talking about the tax code. And sometimes there's advice that's just bad. Um, cause there's, cause there's lots of garbage on the internet too, right? That's there's pluses and minuses to Google. And so part of it is, you know, we're, I, I, and it doesn't happen very often, but someone will say, oh, well, yeah, you know, I just, all I did was I just bought these shares, you know, this year. And it's like, oh, well, did you, did you plan to pay the tax on that? And, and they don't know that there's a potential tax when you buy it. Um, and so you sort of have to say, well, wait a second, you know, if we do, you know, let's just do a back and envelope calculation. Yeah. By the way, you know, you may owe $150,000 in tax by, by purchasing these shares. You better figure that out, you know, before, you know, April 15. So there, there often is some, um, uh, some education in the, and then when you work in the space, as long as we have, you know, there's, there's different strategies that people may not know about. So a lot of people think, well, I, I can't trade on these shares. It's possible. Maybe you can, there, there are secondary markets out there um, for people, but also there's, le- there are loans available, right? There are lenders out there who will lend on pre IPO shares. Um, and so there, there's ways to gain functional liquidity, a little bit of it anyway, um, you know, for a price, it's not cheap, but you know, again, that's that's something that you know we we see a lot of. What kind of investment strategies are employed by your company? Yeah, so so when we're when we're redeploying um, capital from um, a concentrated position, oftentimes you know we're looking for a tax alpha strategy. So for us. That means, you know, we're, we're, whatever we're investing in, we're thinking about tax at the same time. So for a lot of our clients, that's um, using individual stocks to build a, a well-diversified portfolio. Um, but individual stocks give you more ability to create losses, um, even when markets are going up. And if you can generate losses while markets are going up, you can turn around and, use those losses to offset future gains. So again, it, it can work into it kind of a, a larger strategy that occurs over time. So a lot of what we do is, is based on tax alpha. What inspired Alan Verba to pioneer a fee-based 
client-focused tax and financial planning firm in San Jose. Yeah, so so Alan, Alan's story is really interesting. So, um, you know, full, full disclosure, Alan is my father-in-law. Uh, so, so we, we know each other really well, uh, obviously we, we just had Thanksgiving together. Uh, and, um, you know, Alan, Alan started out, he was a CPA, um, back starting in the 1970s and, uh, moved out to California, um, because, um, you know, he's from Baltimore and, you know, while Baltimore is a fine city, you know, California looks, you know, is the weather is a lot better than Baltimore. So he, so he moves out to California and uh, he's a CPA for a while. Uh, and uh, he sees this there. I think, I think there was a, a financial advisor kind of in his office or, or near his office and he would take clients, you know, across the hall, you know, when they would have, you know, a wealth need or a financial need. And that person would just, sit with them for a few minutes and, and, you know, and, and get paid more than my father-in-law was, you know, to do all of that really complex tax work. And my father-in-law said, well, I'm really good at tax. I wonder if I could be good at this wealth management piece. And so he, um, he ended up, um, you know, syncing up with a couple other guys and um, found out that, yeah, you know, he, he, he got it too. And the industry at that time was, completely dominated um, by the brokerage houses uh, and um, and and people who are called broker dealers who your your um, your audience may or may not be familiar with which is basically a commission-based you know product way of doing things and so he did that for a while um, and then you know I think it it bothered him that he he was he was sort of in conflict with his clients in some respects you know because if you're selling a commission-based product, you know, you, you always have to ask, okay, you know, I, the standard by the way, for broker dealers is it has to be a suitable investment and suitable is a very wide, has a lot of discretion to it. And, and it always sort of put them in conflict with, well, okay, well, I, if I sell this product, I'm going to get a higher commission than if I sell this other product. And, and that never felt right to him. So um, he, he started doing um, fee-based management, which was very rare um, back um, in the, in the eighties and nineties and, um, you know, sort of helped start that movement, uh, off. And so it really appealed to him to be an RIA or a registered investment advisor because it allowed him to be a fiduciary and act in the best interest of his clients, which he felt like he should be doing anyway. So the, the stars really aligned there, uh, and, um, and it, and it took off. Uh, so he, so he had a tax practice that was doing well and he had a, an investment practice that he really liked and was doing, you know, even better. So that's how I did it. And then Aaron came and what was your contribution to the firm? Well, uh, I'll say in the beginning, not, not very much. So, uh, you know, so I, I came from, uh, so I went, I, I come from a law background and a CPA background. So I, I graduated law school and I immediately started working for public in pub, public accounting firm. Uh, and so I was doing public accounting and then, um, and then I, I joined, I joined Alan, uh, back in 2008, 2009. Um, which was an interesting time to join uh, an investment firm. Wow, 2008. Uh, you know, well, it was supposed to be 2008. 
um, you know, the, 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 the financial aspect of everything didn't, wasn't working out. So we, so we, we waited till 2009 when things recovered a little bit. So I, I really started in 2009, uh, in actuality and, um, you know, it was in, and for me, it was, you know, learning on the job, you know, as I went, you know, I, I had a tax background because that's what I did. Um, when I was in public accounting. So I, I knew that while well, I, I worked uh, for Deloitte for a year doing their in their high net worth um, tax space. And then I worked for a regional accounting firm um, here in Silicon Valley uh, for two years. So I had a good, I had good exposure um, to income tax and estate tax. Um, and um, and so eventually when I when I joined the firm, you know, it was it was a completely new industry to me. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of it was just sort of sitting and trying not to, you know, talk too much because, you know, there's a lot to learn. And, uh, and then, and then, you know, as I, you know, got more experience, um, you know, I was, I was able to purchase a book of business from a different advisor. Uh, and, um, through that book, you know, started, started to be able to get more of my own clients and, um, kind of slowly build things up. And so, um, you know, it was, you know, ramping up and, um, and then in 2017, um, we, um, ended up merging with another small firm, a solo firm, uh, and, uh, that, that created the P part of, uh, WRP, uh, wealth. So, uh, Jason Papier. Okay. And what's his role in the process? So, so yeah, so he, so he, so we all, we all got together, uh, in, you know, about five years ago. And, um, you know, we, we sort of, we sat down, you know, Jason and I, and at that point, I think our firm, our, the firm, my father-in-law and I, our firm was at, I want to say 350 million under management. And I think Jason was at 175 or 200. Um, and, you know, we looked at each other and we said, well, so what's your goal? And what's your goal? I was like, well, I told him, I said, look, I, I want a billion dollar firm. That's, that's what I want. And he said, that's exactly what I want. And, um, and, and we said, all right, this, this is going to work out because we, we both have some revisions. And so we, so we were working together for a while, um, you know, still trying to figure out how the, how everything was going to flow um, in that firm. Cause there's, you know, three individuals, two of which were part of the same, firm slash our family members and then there's you know someone and so we were sort of working on certain work on all the kinks um for a while and you know i'd say and i'm trying to remember the, the exact moment in time but you know it was it was around when zoom zoom was still not public yet and um and he jason got you know some referrals from this um from an attorney that we work with uh, who's really good by the way. Um, and, and so a bunch of zoom clients sort of came in and I sat in the meetings cause there were a lot of tax questions, you know, and J- Jason is, is great, a uh, great financial planner, um, you know, knows a lot, you know, is not a CPA. Um, and I, and I am a CPA, so I got to sit in and I, you know, did my tax thing uh, as we were sitting in the meetings and, you know, the clients you kept referring other clients from zoom to us. So all of a sudden we had a, we had a good stable of zoom clients and, and then of course zoom went public and, you know, everything, you know, went, 
went as went well for even the, even in the first year when they weren't taking off like they did during the pandemic, um, things were still going pretty good for Zoom. And you know, I was walking, you know, by his office one day, um, and you know, I sat down and I said, you know, Jason, we we do this really well. Like we this pre IPO thing, we're really good at it. And you know, he did some research and he's like, you know what? There's like no one else doing this. We could we could make this our space. And so that's what we did. And and I think starting in 2019, um, maybe maybe I think it was 2019, we started um to really focus all of our marketing, all of our all of our pitch, everything, everything was was now gonna revolve around this pre-IPO stock piece. And so and it was it was amazing for me and my career. Because I think before we did that, you know, we we sort of were that the what I call the generalist point of view, where you know it's like, hey, if you have you know over X amount of dollars, come on in. We'll we want to work with you. And and I think my problem was it wasn't compelling to me. And you know, if if it doesn't excite me, how is it going to excite? other people like how is it going to inspire people who want to work to want to work with me and so once i had a clear vision of what it is i did i got really passionate about it and and i was able to to t- when i talk to people i get really excited to talk about tax and and saving them money and helping them you know any and so some sometimes it's you know as 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 small as you know getting a second home and sometimes it's you know generational wealth and 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 talking and and getting excited about getting more getting more of their hopes and dreams aligned um you know with with that tax situation and and through some of the the avenues that we have that you know i i think it's more it's more compelling um as a result uh, that that people see see the passion that I have for it. So I th- I think for us, you know, we have been I be, because because the firm was started in that in that brokerage model, um, which is very much you know eat what you kill. Uh, and it's very, it's very siloed, um, in many, many respects, you know, we've been trying to transform that firm from that siloed approach to that enterprise, um, way of looking at things. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's been a struggle. especially on the compensation side because when you're when you're that siloed model everyone just sort of keeps their own comp and you know and it, it's you, you get very fast immediate results in terms of the money you know that you bring home and and as we've as we've as we've grown we've we've, we've taken apart the silo silos to an extent and we've we've now moved more towards what i'd like to think of it, of as an ensemble 
you know, still, still not, still not enterprise level. So, I mean, you know, are like, and so instead of, you know, every, instead of everyone being eat what you kill, you know, it, now it's, Hey, we're eat 50% of what you kill. The rest is going to go into the partnership to pay for expenses, marketing, whatever it might be, common expenses, you know, and then, and then it'll redistribute evenly among everybody else. So, you know, it is, it is still, we still have some of that old way of doing things. We, and then we, but we also have the, the new way of pooling resources and thinking through problems, not on an individualized basis, but on a firm wide basis. And that's allowed us to now hire more employees. So, you know, we just started hiring, um, earlier this year, we thought we we're going to hire again later this year. Uh, unfortunately the stock market has not quite cooperated, uh, with us or anybody else for that matter. But but our future is going to be that enterprise model. It's it's growing that that piece of we're all we're all in it together. Uh and and I've always had a firm belief that the more oars you have in the water, the faster you're going to go. Uh and as long as everyone's rowing in the same direction, uh which is which 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 is its own, you know, own sort of thing you know thankfully you know we're still small enough where, where that's not a problem i know as, as you get bigger and bigger you know it, you have to be more vigilant to make sure everyone is you know on the same page but you know for for us it's been really great you know, you know we, we had we had some great strategy sessions we um we used one of our vendors um to to help us think through what our vision of the future is and and how it's all going to work and um it just got it got everyone really excited and um you know it got us thinking okay this this is actually going to happen you know and you know our our hope is that you know hopefully again the market's going to come back at some point more ipos are going to happen which means there's new business for us so i mean i i think we're we're sort of hoping that that we're going to get to that billion dollar mark in in two years we were we were hoping it was going to be this year um because we we had all planned to bring in a lot more new business because of um, the way the market had been going, uh, and then of course you know full stop. But but when when we look out, you know we're we're just really really excited um, about about moving to something that is more enterprise level that that has sustainability to it, because I think we all realize at least in that silo model there was restraints. Um, you, you can't grow past a certain point. If everyone's not working together, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to top out somewhere, especially if you're not going to be hiring common employees and it's just, it's just not going to work out. So moving to this next level is going to allow us to, to kind of break through, um, that ceiling for us. And then, and then at some point when we we're going to ditch the 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 ensemble model and when we move to enterprise that's when things really take off but again we sort of have to walk before we run and um and that's what we're trying to do you know we we've had a lot of great customer successes i mean even in this down year You know, we've had, we've had really great results um, in, you know, not stock market results, but, you know, so, so we, uh, so I got, uh, we picked up a client um, from Coinbase um, late last year and did really well at Coinbase. And 
we ended up investing um, about about ten million um, for for him and his family, and you know at the same time we set up um, family a family foundation you know for him. We we set up you know again that tax alpha account, and so this year you know the market's down. There's nothing we can do about it. But what we we were, we've been able this year to to you know we've been able to gather over a million dollars in capital losses, which when he goes to eventually sell more of that stock and hopefully it comes back or he's going to have another venture, um, we're, he, we're going to be able to, to shelter a million dollars of gain from, from that. And so in addition to that, he has his family foundation. He's able to make the impact in the world that's really important to him. He's taking care of his kids. Again, we, we, we're, we're doing all the work that needs to be done to make sure that he's able to keep more of his money in his family ecosystem, um, so that you know his you know his kids are taken care of and, and hopefully his grandkids are taken care of. I mean, still still a young guy, but um, again, the the whole thing is is that we're looking towards that future, and you know market's going to come back. It's all right. You know, and once it does come back, you know, his account's going to, you know, go way up. He'll still be sitting on millions of dollars, or at least a million dollars of capital losses. It's going to work out great. Um, and, and I'm really excited for him and his family uh, as a result. So for people who, who want to meet with us, who, who have, you know, that pre IPO concern, you know, for us, you know, best way to reach out, you know, is a website. We have a, a great blog that we write a lot about tax on, um, wrpwealth.com. Uh, of course, found us on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, WRP Wealth. And then I started a TikTok account like like a couple months ago. I have like, I, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. I got like, I got like 60 followers. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, I guess not, there's not a lot of people who want to like really know about all the alternative minimum tax, but I'm going to, I'm going to convert people. Uh, and, uh, and we're, we're, I, we're, uh, at IPO graphs at TikTok. Uh, but reaching out on the website is always great. You can schedule a, an appointment right on that website, uh, and be happy to talk with you. 21st century entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.